check out those magic mic fingers going up your cooter. What the fuck? <laughs> that was from Aaron on Game Girls. <laughs> oh my god. You guys. Oh my god. Hi guys. <laughs> she told me to do it. Yeah, I'm Nikki. And I'm Tyler. <laughs> this is Page Turns. <laughs> Button Masher. Oh my. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I, uh... Oh, we're starting again. <laughs> magic. Uh, the one before, he said... Um, you can't spell nutrition without nut, am I right? Yeah, and that didn't really garner a response out of me, because he says that a lot. I do. He says it a lot. Okay, and I also didn't hit record when he did that, so yeah. <laughs> it was an oops from me. Um, but... What the fuck, Tyler? You cannot blame me. That was Aaron from Game Drums. I'm still going to blame you because you said it. <laughs> like, you fucking said it. I Excuse did say that. Excuse me while I alter our... Yeah, we're trying something new with uh, sound, so if we sound better... Worse. Or worse. Whatever. Louder. Screamy. More direct. Uh, we're yeah. in a double blanket port. Yes. We are now, finally. We're God. in a blanket fort within a blanket fort. We are in blanket fortception. I was about to say that. Yes. But you were going to say blanket fort inception. No, I was going to say something. Nice. You know, sometimes I think you think I'm an idiot, and I just don't appreciate it. We're two halves of a whole idiot, okay? <laughs> we are caught very much so. <laughs> Wanda. I can't do it. Voice. No, you can't. Your voice is too timberish. Uh, how have you been? Yeah. <laughs> I've been okay. I know I know we live together, but like I had a forty eight hours away from him and so big under my eyes that I thought I got punched. It's so bad. Maybe you did. Maybe I did I I never know what happens happens. Happens? Yep. Nope. No idea. Anyway, uh happy second week of November. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're still in the thankful season, Woo. and a uh, lot of things are happening in the world, and we won't talk about that because this is a distraction, but yeah. I am distracted. I, I just got cramp in my leg. It's great. <laughs> I literally did. I am so sorry, guys. Um, so... Speaking of being thankful. I, I gotta say something. What? You know, we say sorry and whatever for, like, moving and stuff. This is stuff we could cut out, but we just choose not to. I'm lazy. Yeah, it's, no, it's wonderful. I'm the editor. I only edit when there's other people on because then it gets really weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're hearing us live. Um, kind of. What I was saying <laughs> was, speaking of thankful things, uh, my book is all sorts of wonderful Okay. And it's also one of my favorite movies. Uh, this week's book is The Help Ooh. by Catherine Socket. Catherine Socket? Yes. Love that. Like name. socket plug or wrench or I whatever. I was thinking the wrench one, but yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, so they constantly rotate as mm -hmm. most things do. Um, Your trigger warning as well. Yeah, I have a big old trigger warning for this one. Um, so I am splitting this up into two, but the first half alone has a lot of, um, 
semi-racial slurs. So if one does come up, I I do not believe in using them, and it freaks me out. And mm-hmm. I am cringing on the inside, even though I have to say it because it's a quote. And then there is also talk of uh, miscarriage. So please be warned if you're sensitive to, to either of those topics or if you feel that it's going to, it's it made me cry. Okay. Mm-hmm. If it made me cry, it's, it's definitely not an easy subject to touch. So yes. please be warned. Anyway. So the first perspective we're with is Abilene. Abilene. Uh, she tells us the first day that May Mobley, oh, that's going to be a hard one. May Mobley and her were introduced uh, that baby was so gassy, she couldn't help but giggle about it. <laughs> the moment she picked her up, her mother never did again. Uh, she's already raised 17 white babies in her lifetime. May Mobley is now two years old and chunky. <laughs> chunky. She's chunky. Then you get to find out that she had her own son. But he passed away before she went to work for Miss Leafold, and he had a work accident that left him with crushed lungs. Ooh. Oh, yeah, death is also a trigger warning. I'm sorry, guys. Um, he was only 24 years old, Damn. and it was the day that everything just went black for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she fell into a horrible depression, but her friend Minnie helped her until five months after the funeral. She finally got up and went to work for the family, but... She wasn't as kind anymore. She mm-hmm. was she was more she was less tolerant. Yes. Um, this day, Miss Leifold was busy bossing around Abilene since it was Bridge Day. Then everyone starts to come over, starting with Skeeter. 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 It's it's her nickname. Her name is Eugenia. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, so she greets Abilene kindly, and Abilene likes her since she always talks to the help. Uh, then comes Miss Hilly, but then Abilene excuses herself to take care of the baby. They have a really sweet moment, and she remembered her son again. She leaves again to help serve the bridge guests, then Abilene waits and listens to the gossip. It's Hilly, everyone's least favorite, uh, talking about Celia Foote, Mm. whom Hilly absolutely can't stand. She tells everyone that she wanted to help with the benefit, and Skeeter's like, uh, why not? We are taking outside members, you know? Mm -hmm. People who aren't members. And, you know, Hilly's a twat, so... (laughs) She hates her as much. She's like, we're best friends, but really? Anyway, (laughs) so Abilene keeps going about her duties, then Miss Leifold excuses her to have a conversation just because Hilly is having an issue about the fact that Abilene uses the guest bathroom as well. Mm. When Hilly suggests that they make another one for Abilene, since they since they mm. carry different diseases than we do. Oh, Ugh. racism. Straight up cringe. But of course, Ke- uh, Keeter, Skeeter had to snap back about how Hilly maybe should have her own bathroom. Uh, which she didn't like one bit. Mm-hmm. Abilene left until Hilly then Abilene went to the back room until Hilly left the house. Mm-hmm. Skeeter joining her in the kitchen until she finally brings up her own agenda about how her maid Constantine has been missing. Mm. Abilene feigned in ignorance about the fact that she knows more than she ever wants to say. Then Skeeter tried to apologize about the bathroom talk, but Miss Leifold interrupted them and Skeeter left quickly. Mm-hmm. 
So Evelyn gets to go home and tells you all about how the town is laid out, including how it's segregated as ever. Okay. On the bus, we get introduced to Minnie, who is 17 years younger than Evelyn. Oh. I had no idea the age difference. Um, you don't get that from a movie. Yeah. Uh, after a few of the maids came off, Aveline brought up the fact that Hilly is getting testy about her mother not eating as much. Well, Minnie did. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I wrote the wrong name. Oh, okay. So Minnie is bringing up the fact that Hilly's getting testy about her mother not eating so much. Even though it's not Minnie's fault, but that only made Minnie mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple days later, when Aveline comes back to work, she walks into the argument between the man and the woman of the house, since they can't afford another bathroom. Only for the argument to end by Mae Mobley being told she isn't going to college because of her mother, and being yelled at her because she got up by her mother because she got up out of her bed. Oh. Uh, because she needed changing. Mm-hmm. For hours. Oh. Yeah, she's a very neglectful mother. It's terrible. You barely call her a mother. Anyway, so that night, uh, she comes back and tells us about her finances. How, okay, they're awful. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're awful. All right. Um, it makes me actually really mad to hear the difference. Um, I'm not going to go into detail. That's why there's a book. Um, next thing we know, Minnie is calling and telling Abelin that Hilly is sending her mother to a nursing home and wanting Minnie to stay. Mm. But Minnie is like, that's like working for the KKK. Yeah. Abelene offered to keep an ear out, then the conversation ended. Next day, Abelene is greeted by the sounds of the construction and a chaotic scene of May Wobbly trying to get her mother's attention. To no avail. So Abelene takes her away, only to have May Wobbly wriggle out and pull the phone from her mother's hands, and her mother smacking her little legs so hard, she Ooh. left a mark. Ooh. I'm not going to lie, my heart hurt for this little girl. Uh, so Aveline took her away to give her some affection. Mm-hmm. Uh, some time goes by and there was a call from Minnie. Hilly told everyone in town that she had stolen from her mother, making it so that she couldn't work for anyone else. Oh. Ever. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So Minnie's furious, and apparently she walked into Mrs. Walsh. Walter's home, and Hilly was there waving around $20, telling her that she knew she needed it. Mm -hmm. Minnie was so mad that she wanted to spit, but she did worse. She wasn't going to tell anybody about that pie. Then hung up, leaving Abilene confused. (laughs) I mean, proper response if you ask me. Yes. No. I mean, if you guys haven't read The Help or watched the movie or anything... You'll figure it out. Well, I was saying proper response to being confused to the... Oh, you're just... Yeah. Huh? What? Okay, hang on. Um, yeah, you'll figure out about the path later. I'm going to say it like that every time now. The path. Okay. So, that night, Abilene set up dinner for herself and played some music, listening and remembering some good times, leaving her in a daydream about her ex-husband. Then she snapped back and brought out her prayer book, which was a blue notebook that she has been writing in for a very long time, since she was a little girl. Mm-hmm. She even has a thought process about Skeeter and how she brought up her maid growing up, but she didn't want to ever talk to Skeeter about what happened between Constantine and her mother. Mm-hmm. It's not her business. Then she writes down her list of prayers to give. She remembers then a conversation that she and Minnie had. Apparently, Abilene has some sort of magical prayer 
since after praying for many things, people had almost had miracle reactions to them. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she snapped back to reality, thinking that Skeeter should maybe go on the list after all. The next day, Abeline gets a call, hoping it's Minnie, telling her she's got a job, but that's not the case. Instead, it's Celia Foote. Oh. <laughs> hoping to help with the children's benefit from home. When it clicks, this is the one that Hilly and Elizabeth talk bad about. Mm -hmm. Lucky for Abeline, Celia is also looking for a maid. And Abeline gets her that job easily. So after some time, she was able to get the call to Minnie. Minnie didn't believe it, though, saying it must be too good since Hilly told everyone she was a thief due to the terrible awful that she did to Hilly. Mm -hmm. But her voice scared Abeline, kind of reminded of how she felt when she was suicidal post her son's death. Mm -hmm. Then, Miss Leifold came up and proudly announced the finalization of the colored bathroom by the garage, which Abilene will only be able to use from now on. And then she waited for her to say thank you. Wow. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Minnie stands outside of this large mansion, just praying that she gets the job she was given. When she rings the bell and sees this Marilyn Monroe-looking woman with flour all over her, sticking her hand out, introducing herself as Celia Ray Foote. Okay. Which, one heck of a name. <laughs> um, yeah. So she goes inside, and the entire kitchen is covered in flour. <laughs> Minnie then gets a good look at the kitchen and Celia, wondering why she's so for lack of a better word, trashy. <laughs> she's so pretty, and she's a bit clumsy, but extremely nice. Mm -hmm. Which only makes Minnie extremely cautious, thinking she was about to be hunted down. <laughs> but Celia takes her on a tour of the house, which was built before the Civil War, with the Confederate decoration to go with. Oh, God. But Celia doesn't care. She hates the old stuff. She would love to have Minnie as her maid. Uh, after a bit of conversation and some rules put in place and an honest confession from Celia, Minnie accepts. Oh. Mm -hmm. Then we get to learn about Minnie, and the first day she was given rules to follow for serving white people. Mm -hmm. She was 14 years old. It was strict, and she didn't follow one rule, so she got fired. Oh. With this job, she's going to be happy to know that she can get some time at home. By herself. Okay. She has, like, six kids. Then her first day begins. Celia is definitely different than other women she's worked for. The room is clean on the outside. She gets to cleaning, and then a day later, she has the realization who Celia's husband is. Hilly's mm -hmm. ex. Oh. Yeah. Never got over him. A little later, Celia gets her first cooking lesson, because that's really why she hired Minnie, too. Her mm -hmm. cooking's notorious telling Minnie that she can only boil potatoes, cook grits, and corn pone. Which, mm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. Can someone tell me what the fuck corn pone is? Please? Yeah, I have no clue, honestly. I, I figure it's a southern staple, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway, then Minnie tells her the first rule of cooking. Crisco. It's everything. You can use it for anything and everything, and 
she teaches her how to make fried chicken. Mm. Them sitting down together to eat. Another rule she's never broken before. Mm-hmm. Later that night, she got a call from Abling telling her that Hilly had been asking where Minnie had been working. Which is one big kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. Then Abilene brought up Skeeter again, how she brought up something interesting a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't get it out. The next few days come, uh, Minnie is confused why she doesn't have all the kids, why she won't leave the house ever. She essentially lives in a small mansion, and she's like, I'm surprised you don't have, like, a million children running around this place, you know? Yeah. Um, so... I got lost. (laughs) So Celia keeps to herself unless she's learning how to cook. Mm -hmm. Um, Celia asked Minnie if she's happy, which is interesting because this has never happened before. Oh. Uh, She almost wishes Celia were, well, meaner? Mm -hmm. Like, she wishes she were mean. Like, she's used to dealing with subtly racist white people. Yeah. You have this really nice, genuinely nice woman, and she thinks it's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) She genuinely thinks this is a trap. She was like, "Uh, you're going to kill me, right? We're all the men. Got some guns? and worried. Anyway. Yeah. But she isn't. Uh, Celia then, out of the blue, is like, I don't sleep real well at night. I get nightmares that I have to go back to Sugar Ditch. Which is, like, the trashiest city, so she gets worried. Mm. Um, then she rests all day. Uh, Minnie then points out that her yard is covered with azaleas. Mm-hmm. Though Minnie isn't a huge fan, she goes on saying she loves gardening, but she, Celia says no. She just needs to be still. Mm-hmm. She's like, get out of the house, do something with yourself. And Celia's like, no, I'm just gonna rest for a bit. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable, you know? Like, it's an itch she can't scratch. Mm -hmm. She just can't figure out Celia. When one day, Johnny comes home early. Okay. Reminder that Celia doesn't want her husband to know that she's hired a maid. Mm -hmm. So she hides quickly in the guest bathroom where she waits. Ooh. So now we're on to Skeeter. Okay. So this occurs... Shortly after the bridge game, uh, Skeeter is furious that Hilly, who has been her best friend since elementary school, threatened to cast her out of the women's group just for disagreeing with her. Mm. The league, if you will. Okay. Uh, she makes it home and ponders again that it's interesting that she, since she got back, she doesn't know who has actually changed her or Hilly. Mm-hmm. So her mother calls her back to her room and so excited to announce that some girl named Fanny got engaged after a month after getting her teller job. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you should go get a teller job. Yet yeah, no. <laughs> her mother was only distraught that she went off to college four years gone and she went ahead and didn't bring back a man. <laughs> Old school thought process. Yeah. You, know, you go to college to get a man. Didn't you know that? Oh. Uh-huh. I fucked up then. Well, I fucked up too. No, I went to college and I didn't get a man. I didn't go to college. Well, you got a man. Yeah, that was just luck. I'm the one that fucked up here because I didn't find a man at college. Technically, you went to college and found a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and I did find a, a man. Shout out Thor. 
Yeah, Thor is great. <laughs> he's my not boyfriend boyfriend. He's he's uh, the one that Tyler is fake emotionally cheating on me with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on fake. <laughs> Considering A, she knows about it, B, I'm not a piece of shit human. Uh, <laughs> and C, this is why we're thankful. Anyway. <laughs> So this whole conversation is about her mother just wanting her to have a man. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, then she reminds her that she is 23 years old and she already had Carlton Jr. by then. Double yikes. Um, yeah. Skeeter lets you know that she got the nickname for when she was a baby because she was skinny and small and she was also painfully tall, mm. which made her stand out. She's like five foot eight, okay. which is technically tall for a woman, mm-hmm. but I don't know. My sister-in-law is like, what, 5'8", 5'9"? Yes. She's about 5'9"? Anyway. Uh, Skeeter was also a huge lover of hard work. She wanted to be a writer, even got to looking in, hel- in the Help Wanted paper, um, irritated to find the men and women's section completely different. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's like the women's section is like, you have to be pretty and you have to know how to type. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And the men's section is like, let's actually do the real work here. Yeah. Which is like, this is stupid. Um, when her maid interrupts her thought for a call from Hilly, that he is finally coming, her husband's cousin. Mm. Uh, then Holly, I called her Holly and I didn't care to change it back. <laughs> Holly reminded her of the Home Health Sanitation Initiative. Which is a fancy way to say that there's a racist on the other half of the phone. Ugh, it's irritating. But then she was like, it needs to be put in the woman's league paper. And Skeeter's like, I don't know, it's pretty full. Don't know about that right now. <laughs> She's just like trying to put it off as much as possible. <laughs> then Skeeter reminds us of a time that she got to walk with Constantine back to her home. She loved seeing this whole different world, being able to say hello to everyone, including the girl that Skeeter's father saved from a rabid cat, uh, setting her up for the rabies shot necessary to keep her healthy. Her family always taught them to be kind to everyone, no -hmm. matter what. Then she remembered a moment that Constantine helped Skeeter get through a boy calling her ugly. It was very sweet, which she taught her a heavy lesson about how she can choose to believe what others say about her. And from that moment, Skeeter knew she would always choose to do what she would like. Which is beautiful. It is. So she goes through a couple more memories about Constantine, who truly treated her like she was perfect as she was. Which I won't go into full detail about, because there's a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I will tell you that Constantine is half white, and her father had apologized to her for the way things were. Oh. Hoping that things had Gotcha. Um, she goes on to explain that the last thing she heard from Constantine was that she had a surprise for her, though she hasn't heard from her since. So when she got back home, excited to see Constantine, her mother just matter-of-factly told her that Constantine was no longer employed with them. And Aww. that's it. Aww. I know. So she stopped asking after a while that Constantine is just gone. And the next day, Skater saw that she got a letter from a huge publishing company with the personal letter from the editor-in-chief, Elaine Stein, telling her to get a job in a local newspaper and start writing about what bothers her and what surrounds her, but not anybody else. (laughs) 
So she quickly wrote all of her ideas. Then she made an appointment for an interview at her local journal. She sent the letter and headed over to the interview. Let's just say it went quickly and he gave her the Miss Murder column, <laughs> which is a woman's cleaning column. Oh. So she agreed and left quickly. Um, she was so excited that she couldn't help sharing the news with her mother, who honestly couldn't care less. <laughs> Insulted her, even. Oh. Then she was like, you really think I want to keep living here with you? Her Dang. mother was hurt, but instead her mother asked if she was, like, <laughs> she asked if she was gay. Oh. <laughs> She's like, do you have unnatural thoughts about other women? <laughs> <laughs> Question of a lifetime right there. <laughs> it's like, just because I'm single does not necessarily mean I'm gay. Shit, she could be completely asexual. It would be fine. <laughs> Except for a southern mother who implies that you need to have children all the time. Yeah. Oh, 60s. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's when it takes place, 60s. Uh, but then she was like, you know... There's a tea that can help with that. <laughs> you got some magic yum gay tea? <laughs> I can't. I, I definitely need some of that, right? <laughs> Technically, I do too. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, I like my level of gayness. Um, I like your level of gayness too. Sweet. I'm glad. <laughs> Kira was, oh, tell oh, me. Wow, Why are you so grumpy? <laughs> Be quiet. Tell me, please. I heard that loud and <laughs> Ignore my tummy. It's going to keep rumbling, apparently. They're dying. <laughs> so, I can't so, wait to hear that in the episode. <laughs> so Skeeter left, and she was on her way to find a maid that could help her with the column. So she decided to ask Abilene. Showing up at Elizabeth's house, uh, seeing Helly's car on her way in. Then she comes out of the guest bathroom. She realized Aveline has her own bathroom now. Upset. (laughs) Uh, Then she goes on a tangent about how her mother is ungrateful and Minnie was a thief. Mm. Gotta love Hilly. Yeah. I'm gonna keep calling her Holly, because I hate her. Um, (laughs) not her name. Give the fuck. So Skeeter changes the subject and tells them about her new job, then asks if she can use Aveline for the column. Mm-hmm. That's a really weird way of saying that. Ask Aveline to help her with the column. There you go. So Elizabeth hesitates and is like, sure, as long as it doesn't interfere with her taking care of Mae Mobley. It's really unsettling to Skeeter how she talks about her daughter sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. How it's like, she's a thing that's here, and that's it. It breaks my heart. So, Abilene agrees to help out Skeeter, uh, which, as long as her work got done, it wasn't an issue. Excuse me, Mr. Lane. I don't know if you can hear that, but if you heard a loud rush... I heard it. The the gods are angry. The gods are angry at us. Um, So, as long as Abilene's work was getting done, it wasn't an issue, right? So they got started, and at the end, Skeeter asked about Constantine again, mm. which only which she only revealed that she was fired, not that she quit, mm-hmm. like her mother explained to her. So she rushed home to get the next explanation, but her mother wouldn't budge, which pissed off Skeeter more. Of course. 
Uh, weeks went by, and as Skeeter continued to visit, Elizabeth came up with more and more chores. But she got ahead of her writing, and she kept asking what happened to Constantine. So she goes back home and notices on the TV her old college, Ole Miss, allowing a, I hate this word, but that's the time, colored man into the college mm. by order of the president, even though nobody was okay with that, including the senator. Uh, when her mother comes in and tells her, I won't have you encouraging them like that. Uh-huh. What? Mm. Yeah, she literally, like, changes the channel. It's like, I won't have you encouraging them like that. Wow. Wow. Fuck off, lady. Uh, and <laughs> Yeah, it's all sorts of fucked. Um, so time goes by, and Skeeter excuses herself to find Avelyn since she knew that Elizabeth was preoccupied with the Ole Miss game, which she didn't care for. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got to work, and Aveline took a moment to tell her about her son and his love of writing, mm-hmm. including his book idea, what it was like being colored working for a white man in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. He got the idea after reading The Invisible Man. Oh. So Skeeter understands that Aveline is still scared for her son, though he's, you know, passed away. Then Aveline explains that she knows it's wrong, that she doesn't know what happened. So she explained it had something to do with her daughter coming to visit. Mm. All right. I missed a lot of moments here, and I apologize, guys. Constantine, her daughter visited, and it had something to do with that. Mm. That Constantine's daughter was lighter skin, and it caused some trouble. Uh. Uh, But after some explanation, Aveline shut down again, only saying she would talk about the articles. So Skeeter went back to her house, meeting up with everyone, Hilly pulling aside one of the young maids, asking for 500 petite fours for the bake sale the next day. Mm -hmm. Hilly pulling Skeeter over, excited that he is actually coming again. Skeeter wanted to shut it down, but Elizabeth came in and they pushed her to say yes to a blind date. She then found another letter, uh, letter, 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 letter from her editor telling her that her ideas were in a nutshell, meh, do better. <laughs> then write her back. So Skeeter was sad. Then she read the news- newsletter, sitting by her lonesome when the idea pops into her head. It's scandalous, but she couldn't let it go. Back to Abling. Mm-hmm. So this was the first time she got to use her bathroom, at least with us here. Uh, it was a tiny room in the carport. Nothing special. Mm-hmm. So Mae Mobley is playing in the grass, eating her hamburger, when her mother called out, yelling at her for not eating in her high chair, asking why she isn't good like any of her friend's children. Ooh. Which, again, she's two! She has a two-year-old child. Like, yeah. fuck off, lady. <laughs> I don't care if she's your daughter. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, so Abelene decided then and there that she will tell her something good about her every day, starting with how smart and kind she is. Nice. I'm going to shift because my leg is pinned. Yay! Shifting, shifting, shifting. Ah. <laughs> Ow! Um, welcome to the fort. The next few weeks, Abelene is dealing with Mae Mobley about 
potty training. Oh. Uh, so she's even like bribing her with cookies. And Abilene was angry about the fact that her mother won't help. Mm-hmm. Like, since kids often need an example to know how it's done, but she refuses. Horrible mother. Mm-hmm. So Abilene makes a very, very hard decision to be the example. But before she knew it, May Mobley decides to go on her toilet and manage to go potty. Hey. Yay. Mm. But also, oh, never going to tell your mom. Okay. <laughs> but... Before she could show her mother, she ran to Abilene's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth caught her daughter and smacked her hard again, nagging her that she didn't raise her to use the colored bathroom, Ooh. hitting her time and time again. Broke my heart. That night, Abilene thought about it, um, and she was broken. Mm-hmm. The days coming up, Elizabeth took extra interest in May Mobley, making sure she didn't use Aveline's bathroom again. Yeah. She came back again, and this time found Skeeter's car parked up front. Then after they had their Miss Myrna time, Skeeter brought up her son's idea again. The subject ending before it even began. Mm-hmm. So Minnie called, checking in, telling her that she was going to bring her a caramel cake. No, ex- no excuses. Especially since the anniversary of her son's death. Mm-hmm. Skeeter wanted to talk about what she brought up, but her mind wasn't there. She just wasn't okay. Time goes by, and Mrs. Fredericks was there, Elizabeth's mean mother, mm-hmm. uh, who was worse than Elizabeth. She was there shopping for Thanksgiving. When she ran into another maid friend, telling her about another friend of hers, son who accidentally used a white man's bathroom. Then he was chased and beaten with a tire iron. He's alive, but he's not okay. Yikes. Yes. So that night, Abilene went home to find Skeeter waiting for her, asking if she could interview her for the book idea. Mm -hmm. One that her son thought of. Abilene is basically like, are you fucking nuts? Mm-hmm. A kid just got beat for using the wrong bathroom. My cousin got attacked for going to the po- polling place. Going to it. Yeah. What makes you think we'll be safe? And Skeeter's like, it can be anonymous. <laughs> and Abilene's like, no. I might as well set my own house on fire if I do. Yeah. So Skeeter leaves. And she was hoping it would have been like visiting Constantine. You mm-hmm. know? And it wasn't at all like that. Um, the next day, Skeeter got a call from Miss Stein. Skeeter was excited, but here's a problem. She told Miss Stein that she had already had a maid willing to talk about her experience. Mm. Not that she hadn't asked about it yet. Oh. Um, so Miss Stein asked if she could explain why she chose the subject. And Skeeter explains that they help raise children, right? Mm-hmm. Only to have them eventually work for the child 20 years later. We love our help, and they love us, but we don't allow them to use our indoor bathroom? Miss mm-hmm. Stein, of course, had her doubts, especially about the women willing to be interviewed. So Skater explained her point of view and how she felt that they could do this in secret, you know? Yeah. Uh, Stein still had a hard time accepting this, but was willing to read anything she had only saying she would only tell her if it was worth pursuing. Mm -hmm. 
Then she hung up. Okay. Next thing we know, Skeeter is back at Bridge Club with her satchel full of Miss Myrtle now. Letters, netters. Uh, can't English today. Excusing herself to ask Abilene some more of her questions. Then Skeeter gives her an envelope with money for her help with the articles. But Abilene says no. Partially, as well, saying that she won't help her with the book. Mm -hmm. Thinking that the money was a bribe, not payment for her previous help. Yeah. However, Abilene told her to find someone else. Anyone else. And that was that. Time goes by, and Skeeter's mother finally chased her down to deal with her extremely curly hair. I'm talking, like, spit curls. Like, super tight hair. Yeah. Two hours under the shinolator and a long time reading, including a story about a boy who was blinded over segregated bathrooms. Plus, a little side note about how she had tried to speak to Abilene alone at Elizabeth's to no avail. Mm -hmm. Even a moment with Hilly occurred where Hilly pushed Abilene to tell her, thank you for the segregated bathroom. Then her hair was finally done. And Skeeter loved it. Mm. So, the next week... It was time for her date with Hilly's husband's cousin. So many lines. Um, she was so excited, she even bought herself a new dress and sat under the shine later again. Mm. Lucky for Skeeter, she didn't tell her mother about the blind date. Because, <laughs> you know, her mother. Yeah. So she was running late and looking all over for her mother's keys. Unfortunately, her brother decided to come into town with his new girlfriend uh, she manages to get keys to her father's truck with a whole tractor and trailer attached. Oh, good. Her dress and her hair a wreck now. Everyone already at Hilly's house. Oh. So Hilly whisks her off and she finally gets ready. Skeeter finally looking great. They head out through the restaurant and Stuart is an absolute fucktwat. Okay. <laughs> you are allowed to use that word. Fucktwat. Yeah. So, Stuart even got sight of Celia Foote and Johnny leaving the building, mm -hmm. and he was, like, staring at her, like, you know that uh, dog from, what's it called, Tom and Jerry? Yeah. That does the howling and shit? Spike. Is that his name? Yes. No, that's not the one I'm looking at. I'm talking about the wolf that howls and, like, oh. calls at the women. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. You basically did that in front of Skeeter. Gotcha. Just like, yikes. Um, then they actually finally speak. Mm -hmm. And he insults her job. Oh, of course. So she snaps back, asking if he was dropped on his head as an infant. Then nice. they went silent towards each other, Hilly keeping up conversation for everyone, because it was a double date. Um, the date finally ended, and they went back to Hilly's home, everyone asking Skater to drive Stuart home, since he's drunk. Skeeter just left the house and walked to the truck, uh, Stuart following. He insults the trailer. Mm. Then she tells him to get a ride home with Hilly. He was finally remorseful. Uh, she changed her mind and asked William to give Stuart a ride home, and she went to sleep in Hilly's guest room. Next morning, she drove home. She wasn't feeling great. Um, mm -hmm. When she got a call from Abilene finally agreeing to do the book as long as the names are changed, allowing Skeeter to come over for the interview. Mm -hmm. Skeeter asked if anyone else was willing to talk, so she brought up Minnie. Okay. So Skeeter then asked what changed her mind. Simple enough? Hilly. <laughs> uh, 
So Minnie was heading into her job for the day, and she was looking forward to the fact that she was about to have her job revealed to Johnny. Finally. Hey. Uh, she was only worried that her job wouldn't exist anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was Monday, and she was going to get ready for their dinner for the week. Um, Celia was still learning about the basics of cooking. <sighs> she burns everything. Oh. I feel like... It, she just doesn't have that internal timing yet, and it's it's a long, painful, staking work thing. Mm-hmm. So Minnie's getting irritated because she doesn't want to keep passing her cooking off as someone else's. It's her pride and joy. Yeah. I feel that. So she she's also concerned about Celia since she's kept calling the society, like the league, time and time and time again mm-hmm. to no avail. And Minnie knew the reason nobody would call her back. Because, you know, Johnny left Hilly for Celia, yeah. unfortunately. Well, for Hilly, I guess. He's happy. <laughs> so, Wednesday night, Minnie walks into church with Aveline, Aveline looking nervous as ever. They were early to service, and Aveline got down to it with Minnie. She told Minnie all about her time with Skeeter, Minnie saying that she's fucking crazy, but Aveline made a face. Minnie realizing what she was about to do. <laughs> she won't do it. Okay. Um, but the word truth stuck with Minnie. Mm-hmm. Um, the service of church service shortly beginning after. And Minnie's like, nope, won't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say yes. We ain't going to do this. It's not going to work. Um, the next day, a heat wave hit Jackson. Ooh. Celia finally getting outside, Minnie wondering if she's mentally ill. <laughs> she wanders through the house, trying to be sneaky about the fact that she looks at the empty rooms upstairs. This time, Celia sits down in the kitchen. Minnie reminds her of how long she had until she has to tell Johnny. She's like, got three more days. You gotta <laughs> tell him. She's like, I know. She gets really, really mad, and then she goes pale. Mm-hmm. The next day, it's sheet changing day so she has certain days for what jobs that she does throughout the week so monday through friday is all she works Mm -hmm. um and it's like monday she cooks the food tuesday she does this wednesday she does church service after stuff i think it's great to be organized like that Mm -hmm. god i should start doing that (laughs) we should start doing that cough cough sneeze sneeze um so Celia was locked in her room, and after a while she comes in, Celia pale without her makeup, which is very unusual. Um, she goes to get a glass of water, and when she comes back, Celia is locked in the bathroom again. Oh. So Minnie asks if she was sick, but Celia's like, I'm fine. Just go home, please. Then she asks for the phone, and Celia was crying, yelling at her to leave. So she does. So next day, it seems like a cold front came over. It's very weird. Okay. Weather's weird in Mississippi. Apparently. Paige from Reverie True Crime, can you confirm that for me? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it really weird? Because Wisconsin's weird. <laughs> we had like 70-something, and now it's like 50. <laughs> yeah, true that. Um, so Minnie decided to call Celia to check in, but it was Johnny. So she hung up, like, super quick. Nice. <laughs> and then the next day, she went to work. <laughs> the, 
So Minnie was still upset about the other day, but Celia apologized for her reaction. She knew it wasn't okay. So another day goes by, and she took time to do things in the garden. Time just kind of, like, flies by at this point, and Celia was reminded again to tell Johnny. But Celia was acting weird, and it was really unsettling. So more time, and Minnie is getting things ready for food. Christmas, and even dealing with Abilene and Skeeter. Then she gets to work. She has the house all to herself, Celia nowhere to be found. When she makes it upstairs, weirded out about a blood stain on the floor? Mm-hmm. Uh, when she hears a man asks, asking who she is, Minnie is, in a word, shocked. Yeah. <laughs> he has an axe in hand, and she tells him off. She's like, I've been trying to tell Celia to tell you, and he's, like, laughing, like, honestly, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just surprised. Let's go and talk. And he literally drops the axe there. She kicks it away from her and follows after him. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's like, I'm I'm not going to fire you, okay? You are the best cook I've had in a while. (laughs) Then she asks when Celia is coming back, but he doesn't know either. He wonders why she doesn't want him to know why Minnie is there. Um, He doesn't care if she doesn't do anything for the rest of her life, he just loves her and he's worried she isn't happy. Mm. He's a very good man. <laughs> so he tells her not to tell her that they've met. So this is one weird secret triangle. It's like Minnie knows that both of them know that she works there, but Celia doesn't know that Johnny knows that Minnie works there, but yeah. Celia just supposed to tell Johnny, but she doesn't. <laughs> and she's like, man, this is one big, big mess. Yeah. Uh, so he tells, you know, he he tells her to keep it secret. He wants her to tell him when she's ready. Mm -hmm. And she smiles for real for the first time. And she's like, can I cook for you? And he's like, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Then asking what Celia does all day long, knowing she needs friends. Nothing. She has no idea. Uh... He says that he's asked Hilly to teach Celia Bridge, but that's not going to happen. Then he leaves her with his office number just in case anything happens. So, Skeeter is back. Um, Spring has come, and Skeeter's mother is so worried about the humidity since Skeeter's shinolator no longer works. Mm -hmm. Um, You can only take so much of trying to straighten out really curly hair before either your hair gives out or the thing gives out. Okay, um, I've been there. So that night, Skeeter finally had her first interview with Abilene. Uh, she arrives at Abilene's house and is both excited and extremely nervous. Uh, they get settled and get to work. And then she asks Abilene about her life. The first few questions were awkward. Then she asked about her son. Abilene asked to move on. So Skeeter did and asked what she likes and dislikes about maid work. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't give much about it, and Skeeter realizes how scary this really was. Uh, Skeeter pushes and tries to ask more about what she experienced, but Abilene is, of course, extremely nervous. Rightfully so. Um, Abilene tells her that she can't do this again. It's way too much work, or, like, too much emotionally for her, and she's way too scared. So Skeeter drove away, uh, but she was kicking herself for thinking that Abilene was just going to tell her everything, you know? Mm -hmm. It had only been four days since the interview. 
and it, it, it had been four days, okay? Four days goes by. Mm-hmm. And then she was at Hilly's house. Time skips. <laughs> I suck at taking notes sometimes. <laughs> so time skips. Skater is at Hilly's house, where they were there for the women's league meeting, and the women were just like, they're just, they're complaining about the addition of a den to the house, because I forgot that dens were invented in the fucking 60s. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, it's so unnecessary. It's like a second living room, and it's like, listen, hens clucking, you want to strangle them. Don't make me make fried chicken. Anyway, Okay. Aveline, however, gave Elizabeth a letter to Skeeter. Uh, it only said, I know how to keep the teapot from stopping, from rattling. To stop from rattling. Mm-hmm. It's a hidden message, of course. So two days later, Skeeter was on her way to Aveline's after dark again, this time carrying a typewriter. So Skeeter pulls out two cold Cokes, makes Aveline comfortable, and she pulls out her notebook. Asking if it was okay to just tell her what she came up with first. Then mm-hmm. Abelene began to tell her story. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting story of her first child she took care of. Then she told her of her hardships for the sake of you being able to learn about them individually. Um, listen to or read the book, please. It, it, I, this is one I highly recommend because it is a beautiful story and I'd rather you hear it directly from Mm-hmm. It like it warmed the cockles of my heart and also made me sad at the same time. It made me feel wonderful in all the things. I felt everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they wrap up, and Skeeter is happy with what she has been given, meeting with Abelene every other night to learn her story. So she loves Abelene's story and her writing. She even gets a little bit about Constantine. Uh, Skeeter then asked if Minnie has agreed to help, but Minnie's like, no. Um, (laughs) on the fifth day, they met. She learned about the day Trelor, Abilene's son, died. Mm. How they literally just loaded him up into the back of a truck and dropped him at the colored hospital. Out front. They just went plop. With no regard. Okay. Breaks my heart. Um, then on the sixth day, she learned about Elizabeth, how Abelene heard everything. Then she remembered that she would love to read more to help her writing, but the library segregated. So Skeeter offered then to pick up books for her, which brings me such joy as the reader. It just, thank you for spreading knowledge. I love it. Uh, she then realized that Abelene had been wanting to ask her for books for a while, but she couldn't get them because it was a part of the rules. Skeeter hates the rules. So she's like, absolutely, give me your list. <laughs> so the next few days, Skeeter was spending time editing the stories, her mother trying to pry, but getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abelene got to read it again. Then she packed up the interview and sent it to Elaine Stein. Then she went home and was so nervous for how this would turn out. Ten days later, she was still jittery, nervous about what Miss Stein would feel about it. 
she was with Elizabeth and Hilly waiting for Luann, some lady who was a newbie in the group. Um, she was late and Hilly was being a bitch, per usual. Abelene is doing great, making it seem like nothing is going on, when Elizabeth makes her announcement. She's pregnant. Mm. Uh. Then Hilly is like, oh, I have, I have clothes for you, Abelene. I hate, I hate hearing voice. But <laughs> she's like, I, I, you have to get them or I can't be bothered to bring them again. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. So Abelene gets some hand-me-downs from the biggest bitch in Mississippi. And she finds out she has another kid to take care of. Woo. From a mother who doesn't even like her first kid. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they wrap up. Hilly gives her a letter that she needs to put in the net newsletter for the league. It's the Home Help Sanitation Initiative. Segregated bathrooms. It's a complete bullshit letter that officially pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, when Skeeter gets a call from Elaine Stein later that night. She tells her that since MLK is starting a march, inviting everyone, saying that if she's going to write it, write it fast. Mm-hmm. Skeeter promising to have it done by January. Um, that night, she went to Abelene's, giving her, giving her her books and the news, with the addition that she needs at least a full dozen maids to speak to. Mm-hmm. Abelene was worried because she had already asked like 30 maids and all of them were like, no, we have things to do. So Abelene asked her to please keep her on. And Skeeter felt horrible for being rude to her in any way. So she's like, I'm going to go home. And the next day, Abelene called with the news that Minnie is totally in. Mm. With conditions. So Skeeter goes over this time in her truck. And she gets to learn about Minnie. But not before Minnie asked why she cares at all. Especially since she was very wary of any white person. Mm-hmm. So Skeeter tried to explain her point, but Minnie was still still skeptical. Um, then Minnie got to talking. Hours went by, Minnie going on about her life and experiences. Then she stormed out like a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she literally was like, let me tell you about my life. Bye! <laughs> The next few weeks, the uh, story went pretty much the same, explaining that Miss Celia is off limits. Mm-hmm. Then one day, Minnie pointed out that this wasn't about rights, it's just life. Mm-hmm. That's literally all they wanted to talk about. This book was meant to explain that it's like, this is just a perspective. That's all it is. We're not trying to say things need to change. We're just trying to have people understand what we see, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think... Either way, it's it's a beautiful story. So, the next day, Skeeter is hanging out in her room writing when her mother comes running up the stairs with the news that Stuart is there to see her. Great. Mm-hmm. So, Skeeter doesn't get, like, fully ready, but makes herself somewhat presentable and goes out to meet him. Three months after their date, she was like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. So, he wanted to apologize, and Skeeter was like, who sent you? He was like, Nobody. He told her how he was sorry and how Hilly was persistent, though he wasn't ready, but Skeeter didn't really want to hear it. She wanted him to leave. Then she asked, like, what do you mean by not ready? Apparently, he wasn't over his ex. (laughs) But then he asked if she would go out with him for dinner to, like, actually talk. And she was shocked, but then she remembered his rudeness, and she's like, nah. Um, But she stood there. And thought. Mm. 
and decided to say yes. Okay. They actually had an okay time. And she even got a kiss from him. Uh, reminder that Cedar has never been on a date, never had a boyfriend, never had any relationships outside of friendship. Mm-hmm. Ever. And also, some guy just called her ugly because she wasn't his type. Mm. Fuck off, anybody who has that. <laughs> it's like, not my type, that's one thing. Calling someone downright ugly is another. Bleh. After a few weeks, she found herself at the library before the league meeting. She tried to find all of Abling's books as well as some that she was curious about. Nothing much stood out, but she found a small booklet. The Compilation of Jim Crow Laws in the South. It's, uh... uh <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can really say to some of these laws. It's just, uh... It's gross. Mm-hmm. It's not even frustrating like I wrote down. It's gross. So, um, Skeeter had a realization. What's the difference between this and Hilly's bathroom thing besides a few signatures? Mm-hmm. Really? Then Skeeter goes to her league meeting, which was cringy as ever. Uh, Skeeter getting all the attention because of Stuart and her seeing one another. <laughs> of course, that's all they cared about. Um... So Hilly, of course, made the next time they're seeing each other a double date. Great again. Um, so Skeeter has been extra paranoid, especially since a couple nights before she was stopped by a policeman on her way to Abling's. So the meeting begins, ends, and Skeeter leaves early, heading home. But when she goes to find her satchel, she couldn't find it. It has everything in it, including the pamphlet. And she realized that she left it at the league meeting. To her horror, Hilly called, telling her that she had it. So she luckily had time to catch her mother to drive her into town, but she lost her patience at her mother driving extremely slow, trading places with her, dropping her mother at the hospital for some tests. She has cancerous ulcers. Mm. Um, and she rushed to Hilly, apparently too late. Mm-hmm. It seems Hilly has been through the purse and has found the Jim Crow book and the notebook from Hilly's initiative. Mm. Horrified. Skeeter realized that she has taken them. So she grabs her purse and leaves quickly. A week later, Abelene is reflecting upon her time speaking with Skeeter. Uh, Seeing the initiative that Hilly was being a bitch about... Skeeter had to ask Minnie about her husband's side of things, but her husband only ever pushes her around. Mm-hmm. Angry that Skeeter had pushed a bit, um, Minnie rushed out, and she knew Minnie meant it, um, but she pushed her note. Oh, my God. Minnie calming down and saying that she would be all right as long as her family stays out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, brain. My brain stopped being able to read for a second there. Wow. A day later, <laughs> Evelyn is back at work, Elizabeth going on about her pregnancy with Mae Mobley, um, saying she's set, she sets up a pool for Mae Mobley, and before she knew it, kids, Hilly's kids were there, and she served her some iced tea, and before she knew it, Hilly was on about the bathroom again. Separate but equal. Blech. But then, Evelyn has her moment, telling her how she wished it wasn't segregated. 
Because Hilly actually asked her, she's like, don't you like having your own things and whatever? And she's like, actually, ma'am, I really don't. I'd like to be able to do things equally. And I'm like, ooh, clap back ably. Um, Hilly sputtered. <laughs> then she changed the subject about Skeeter and... Abelian listened after Hilly went on about finding something in Skeeter's bag and having read it. She was nervous as fuck. Mm -hmm. uh, she was worried all that night, worried about what she meant. Then she explains that when this kind of thing happens, she goes through all the horrible things the wife have a tendency to do. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like these women are spiteful. Mm -hmm. It's so bad. Um, and it's tangent. Um, so they do explain that the women don't get their hands dirty. They often let the men do the nasty work, but the women do the social work, mm -hmm. ruining lives slowly, which is atrocious and thoroughly shocking how mm -hmm. manipulatively horrible these women were. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> So Skeeter finally called, and Abilene is like, what did you lose? Then Abilene and Skeeter realize that it may have only been about the Jim Crow laws, not about, like, the maids, because all of her notes were also in there. Mm -hmm. um, Abilene realizing that it would have been all over town by now if Minnie was involved. So Skeeter offered her, offered her to stop, but she was like, no, I want to keep going with this book, right? Mm-hmm. The next day, she worked super late due to the parents staying out for a movie. Then she walks to the nearest bus stop. She hops on, and out of the blue, everything stops. The driver gets off and finds out what's going on, and they get told to get off in a very nervous way. Um, white people will be taken wherever they want, and they find out someone got shot. Oh. Um, some N-word got shot, is what he said. And I... Uh, I'm not going to say it. So she runs for home as soon as she finds herself truly alone. Uh, but she runs in Minnie's house, Minnie asking what happened. Uh, actually, Abilene asked what happened. So a major person in their community got shot by the KKK. Uh, they were waiting for news of his survival, but he didn't make it. So Minnie sends her kids to their beds and she gets to panicking, telling her that she was worried about what happened if they got caught. Abelin comforted her, saying that she isn't doing anything for civil rights, just telling their stories. Um, so the next day, she finds out more about what's going on. Uh, their mayor even getting a notification from Kennedy that they need to change this. Mm. But he refused. Like, outright refused, too. Okay. So time's time goes by, and she's back at work, pretending that nothing's changed, when Elizabeth's mother comes waltzing in demanding Elizabeth takes her to the best place in town on her dime. <laughs> her mother's a terrible human being. But Elizabeth was like, why don't we just eat here? And her mother was like, no. So she hugs Mae Mobley and scolds her for not being polite. Mm. She, scolds, she scolds a two-year-old for not being polite. Okay. Um, then she scolds Elizabeth that she doesn't hire good help. Then she hangs around with Mae Mobley, teaching her... Then Abilene hangs around with Mae Mobley, teaching her that she's kind, smart, and important right before her nap. Okay. 
as well as a story about a little white girl and a black girl who are the same besides the fact that they have different skin. And it was beautiful. So the next day, Aveline got the baby together, uh, getting ready for a pool day. They arrive and get settled. Then Skeeter comes up after a while. When Skeeter asks if she did anything to Hilly, awkward, um, then Hilly brought up paraphernalia that Skeeter had. Mm-hmm. Paraphernalia. Uh, I'm just looking at laws. Is that is that paraphernalia? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Duh. So stupid. So it's just the booklet she found, which is annoying. Uh, telling Skeeter that her being an integration friend mm-hmm. and all... Uh, Haley's saying that her husband was about to be a politician, but Skeeter was like, yeah, he's probably not going to win. Then Skeeter brushed it off as something she just found as something curious, you know? Mm -hmm. Brushed off the whole thing and Haley let it go, then Skeeter left. Later on, Abilene was in church. Essentially, it was a town meeting. It's become more and more about civil rights since the shooting, and she has been trying her best to get, like, more maids to be involved. Mm-hmm. Then as the meeting progressed, there was an outburst that they needed to more than do more than just pray. Yeah. Um, they knew this man was right with his outburst, but they just couldn't without being threatened for death. Yeah. So the meeting ended, and she got to speak to Lula May, who is Hilly's current maid, who is willing to speak about the stories, and it surprised her. Uh... She was pretty happy about this. Mm-hmm. So we joined Minnie again, who's back at Celia's. Celia is feeling a bit better, but, like, looking not as gaunt. But she gets on Celia to tell Johnny, which is funny. Because yeah. <laughs> she's like, he already knows they were here. Um, so one day, Celia asked her to teach her how to play bridge. Nope, she doesn't want to do help her with bridge because that means Hilly may come over, which she doesn't want ever. So, the next morning, Celia is up and around, calling Hilly, asking if she would set up bridge, but she only got the maid. Unfortunately, Minnie wants nothing more than to tell her those women aren't worth it. Because they're all cruel. And, I mean, none of them have ever called her back, so she just, like, goes back to her room and stays there. Mm-hmm. Sad for Celia. Um, at the end of June, there was a heat wave so bad, a rooster walked into Minnie's house to stay cool. Nice. Literally just wandered into her house. He was like, I'm not leaving. It's hot out there. <laughs> even Celia wouldn't step outside. So it's much too hot for her to even want to get mail. So it honestly freaks out many how kind Celia is to her. Even the fact that she decides to sit down and eat with her is strange. But Celia's reason is that she doesn't want to eat alone. Mm-hmm. Which is rightfully so. One day, her presence actually irritated her so much that she ended up burning her caramel for her caramel cake. Mm. Making her mad as all hell. At Sunday church service, a woman named Shirley Boone was saying that everyone needed to be there for the Wednesday meeting. Aveline asked if she was going. Nope. But they walk home, and Aveline tells her that Skeeter wants their, wants to be there early Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So Minnie kind of went off about how it's been hard, how she wants things better for her kids, so Aveline brought up the meeting again. Apparently, she told Shirley Boone that things won't get shiny and new quickly, <laughs> telling her that her ass won't fit on the stool at Woolworths anyway. Damn. Making Abelie laugh super high. I'm like, damn, Minnie. <laughs> You're so mean, and I love it. So they separate, and she realized how much she loves meeting Skeeter. Mm-hmm. 
getting her stories out. She doesn't care if things do change, but she cares if her children get treated awful. We also do get to see a bit of her home mm-hmm. life. Uh, she loves her children, but she worries about them. Her husband isn't exactly the best. He's actually very abusive. Um, and all next week, Celia is like trying to call everyone again and again and again. Uh, then one day she asked Minnie to get the mail. She has a huge package that Celia grabbed and ran upstairs with. Minnie's curiosity got the better of her, and she went looking for what she got. It was brown bottles of liquor. Mm. Um, so she drank to her content, and Minnie grew super upset because her father was a drunk, and so was her husband, and she didn't want another one in her life. Mm-hmm. Time goes by again, and one day she was sitting with Celia, and they were eating. Celia saying she was happy to have her as a friend, but Minnie let her have it. They aren't friends. Color isn't the only reason. She's angry that she offered her money. She hasn't told Johnny herself that she has a maid. And the fact that she started drinking. Mm-hmm. So Minnie grew angry. She wanted to throw the bottles away and tell Johnny. And Celia threatened to fire her. So Minnie told her that she couldn't because nobody would help her. And Celia told her to eat and go home. The next day, she was worried that she just lost another job. Yeah. <laughs> she snaps at most everyone that goes to Abilene's to unload some steam. Then Abilene reminded her of all the horrible people she's worked for and the fact that she's even being paid double. So yeah. Abilene tells her to go back Monday and apologize. So she does. <laughs> <laughs> Rehearsing the whole way to Celia's. Surprisingly, Celia opens the door to her, but she looks really sick. Um, she tries to apologize after she was invited inside, but Celia walks away. She does her normal job, being left alone for the day, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Then by two, she checked on her, opening the door cautiously. The room is empty, and she was locked in the bathroom. She straightens up the bedroom, no sounds coming from Celia, until she calls out to her and asks her to say something, anything, only to hear her say she's fine. Ooh. So she finally opens the door, Celia laying on the floor, blood in the toilet bowl. It's a lot, and there is something solid inside. Then Celia asked her to call the doctor. This is the trigger warning, and I'm so sorry, guys. Um, It's extremely sensitive, and it involves miscarriage, and please stop here or skip ahead if you just think you can't let it hear it, please. Um... So she was absolutely in shock by what she was seeing. She tried to take Celia off the floor and into bed, but she slipped on the blood on the floor, Celia Mm -hmm. just begging her to stay. She had apparently been bleeding since early that morning, and she said there's too much blood this time, and I'm not going to lie, I was was like legitimately crying at that point, and I'm actually getting choked up now. Mm -hmm. So... They came up with an idea to fish out the uh, thing in the toilet bowl because she didn't want Johnny to see it. Cecilia begged her to help. So after a lot of talking to herself to it, uh, she decided against it again and just covered the toilet. Mm -hmm. Then Celia explains that this is the second one that happened. But then she explains that she tried a Native American tonic to be able to try and have children and this was actually her fourth miscarriage oh wow yeah then she let it slip that she knew what johnny you know looked like because 
He came home to surprise her. <laughs> he came home to surprise her and found Minnie. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? <laughs> then Minnie explains it's been months that he's known and he wasn't angry. He also loves her so much. He didn't want her to worry about it. Apparently the doctor was also causing her more stress. Um, and Celia then vomited and her heaving caused her to lose more blood. Ooh. Yeah. It was literally like she was heaving and blood was coming out of her. And I'm like, Oh Ooh. no. Then she went far too limp. Um, Minnie trying her best to wait for it. Then, Finally, the doctor came. Um, The nurse woke up Celia, and the doctor was washing his hands casually. The doctor is a dick. Mm -hmm. Uh, He only gives her a pill to calm her down, because she's only hysterical. Disgusting. So she asks if she's really going to be okay. Um, The doctor's like, make sure she doesn't miss her appointment. I'm not coming out here again, because she's too lazy to come down. Are you kidding me? So, Minnie grabbed Clorox rags in a bucket and got to work. And this is where I'm going to end part one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, we are a bit into it, and we're literally halfway into the book. But okay. I wanted to end on that note because this is, it's heavy, and it's mm-hmm. a lot, and it, it doesn't get lighter for a little bit. Okay. But this is probably the one thing that I want to point out to a lot of people that it's like, please be grateful for what you have and what you do and what you're able to do mm-hmm. as a major reminder that some people don't have it better. And we fought very hard to get where we are. Not a political statement, just a genuine kindness statement. Mm-hmm. You know, never know what other people are feeling. And I just... It broke my heart to read a lot of this. It broke my heart to listen to a lot of this. I will say I'm a huge advocate advocate for uh, women's rights. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's stupid that women don't have the same rights. I know this that isn't a doctor? Po- yeah, the doctor. He's the just like mm-hmm. doctor? He's and, like, oh, she's hysterical. She is bleeding okay, out. Can I talk about this for a second? <laughs> the hysteria pisses me off because that was created because they thought Women acted crazy because their uterus moving. was moving around. <laughs> what kind of sexist bullshit is that? <laughs> it's moving around, so she's crazy. Your vagina's just floating around your body. And I, <laughs> I can't, I can't hear mm-hmm. facts like that without laughing because it's like, then where does it go? <laughs> is it like slipping in and out of your organs in really weird ways? <laughs> Yeah, it, it annoys sorry. me. It annoys me. Uh, not so haha. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I stand on that. Absolutely. I, I, and I stand like just, and people have asked me, why do you care so much about women's rights? And I'm like, because my mom's a woman. Because I'm a woman? Yeah. Because um, a it, lot of the community would not survive without women. I yeah, apologize. if I have a daughter, I would love for her to have the same rights as me. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just saying. It's It's... <laughs> Again, not to get political, but it's just, it's a basic need of life to be treated as a person. Yes. It, and it hurt me to hear this book treating people not as people, but as objects. Yes. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? These people love your children? 
And yes, women are badass, just saying, in my opinion. Yeah, my body hurts like 98% of the day, and I just still keep going. <laughs> Guys suck. But, but. <laughs> Says the guy of the podcast. Yeah, no, I know. Men are trash. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan, we love you. Yeah, besides Jordan. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hi, stepdaddy. Not stepdaddy, in law. Yeah. Papa in law. Papa. Hi, Papa in law. <laughs> okay, we'll go on the break. Yeah. While we're on our break, here's a little something from one of our favorite pods. Hope you enjoy. Hello, this is Cindy Martinez, the host of Welcome to the Neighborhood podcast. Ever since I was young, I've had a passion for true crime and the paranormal. This podcast focuses on cases and stories from different cities while making the Chicagoland my hometown or base. If you find yourself intrigued by crime and all things spooky, find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. We post new episodes every Friday. Be sure to stop by. time that this one comes out the day this comes out call of duty cold war will be out and i am excited to play it i've played the alpha and the beta and i am i'm excited to play it it's call of duty black ops cold war i i got into an argument with guy on current call of duty of course he's just like why would so why would they make a game named after the cold war nothing happened and i was like the Vietnam War? And he's like, don't say that happened in there. And I was like, you need to learn history. You need to learn the order of history. And I'm like, Cold War went for a very long time. What the fuck, man? But, yeah, and they, oh, if you've seen the trailer, if you haven't, I suggest looking it up because it's really cool for the game. But they, Ronald Reagan, they have, like. They have a very good rendering of Yeah. Him. Oh, my gosh. In, like, I think it was the first Black Ops, they had JFK. Oh. And the guy that voiced him was perfect. Awesome. And I'm really like this guy sounds like Reagan and it's fucking weird. Um there I do have gaming news too. You have gaming I news. Do. Something major dropped today. Uh what? A system. A si- oh yeah, the Xbox One <laughs> X. I okay, the reason I'm not like in the knowledge of that is because I didn't pre-order it because I'm waiting for a special edition like like most people should for any game. Oh my system, god! Everybody's. Okay? Uh, I'm in a multiple Discord groups, and like so many people are like, they're all sold out, and I'm like, no shit. Just wait like a month. <laughs> it's like the Switch. Everybody wanted the Switch, and then they went out and got it, and then it was gone for a while, and then we managed to find one, and now we need new Joy Cons. Yeah, but it was gone <laughs> for like three months. There was a three month period where you couldn't find one, and then oh, absolutely, and then you found one, and now you can't find them because of. Corona. Everybody wanting to play Animal Crossing because this is the only way we could really socialize without being in trouble. Yes. (laughs) But no, you FaceTiming is bullshit now. Yeah, it is. We want to actually be able to hit each other. (laughs) Yeah, with nets and shit. (laughs) Smack, smack, smack. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, this is going to be a shout out to Lexi, my friend Lexi. Hey, Lexi. She had me like visit her island because she wanted me to, or this is when I first started the game. Yeah. And she wanted to give me all the fruits that you can get. Yeah. And she ran up, and there was this uh, hawk villager. His name's Sterling. He's got like a knight helmet. Okay. She hates him. <laughs> So she runs up, and she types in, and she's like, they're Sterling. I hate them. And, like, smacks him five times with the net and then runs away. I'm like, oh, gosh, Lexi. Lexi, why are you being so mean to him? He's kind of cool. To be fair, we have a gorilla on our island that we want gone very, very badly. Rocket? Rocket. Yeah, she needs to leave. She's like a pink Power Ranger, so we'll keep it posted. Yeah. Because... I want her gone, and I want Sylvia gone, and we finally got rid of two people that we wanted gone. Rowan was the main one. Goodbye, Rowan. Shout out to Greg from Ocarina, who took him. Yeah, dude, thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so I guess I should get into... Um, yeah, my game. All right, so before I get into the game, actually, I am going to give a quick shout out to A.O. Devin yeah. on COD. Uh, he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, we had some great matches with COD. And Search and Destroy, specifically. Search and Destroy! And uh, when he went to add me on Xbox, he saw my logo that was our podcast logo. Yeah. Yeah, that's my profile picture on Xbox. And uh, he's like, are you, are you, like, you run that podcast? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what's it called? I want to check it out. So <laughs> uh, thanks for checking it out. If you hear this episode, big shout out to you, man. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> He's already heard you because he started playing the like one of the episodes. It's in the me. Episode. It's me starting it out. Yes. So you get to hear my sultry voice, and then now you get to hear me be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no shame for this week. I've been on a little bit of a nostalgia kick. He's been on a kicky kick. <laughs> nostalgia kick. Uh, so I played Super Mario Strikers this week. Your statement is a pun. Yes. You've been on a nostalgia, nostalgia kick. kick. Hey! Ah! And playing two nostalgia games, for me at least. I'm pretty sure anybody's going to be like, <laughs> Shut up, get to the game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the release date of this game it was November 18th, 2005. So another 2005 game. I mean, that's not too bad. I'm going to preface this immediately. The graphics are ten times better than Greg Hastings' paintball. Oh, yeah. No, that was, like, seeing anything long distance without glasses. Yeah. It's very hard. And this is like, oh, this is a GameCube game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, the genre is sports video game, soccer. Oh. Yeah. The publisher is N Nintendo, of course. And the developer is Next Level Games. They, oh. they made a lot of the sports, Nintendo sports games. Okay. So the only system this game was released for was the GameCube. Solid. So it was only the GameCube. It did get a quote-unquote sequel uh, for the Wii, but it, yeah. I didn't, okay, to be fair, I didn't own the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, uh, I tried it. All right. But uh, let's go with the... Game description, this comes from the wiki, and we will put it in the show notes as per usual. Already sent it to you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, like four days ago. I was at the station. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Super Mario Strikers, known as Super, er, I'm sorry, Mario Smash Football in Europe and Australia. It's, okay, to be fair, that's a much better name. Yeah, it is. It sounds a lot better. It does. So, uh, 
the game is a five-a-side football, soccer, 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 video game comprising characters and themes from the Mario series. Each team consists of a captain character from the Mario series and three secondary Mario characters, known as sidekicks, along with Critter, the one alligator dude, as the goalie for both sides. Ew. So, there are... Critter. Yeah, that's his name. I know, I, I'm sorry, I took a minute to think about that, but that's a fantastic name for an alligator. Right? <laughs> so there are eight, plus one secret captain that I'll explain later, so eight captains to choose from in this game. There's no real di uh, difference in choosing them, just uh, who you like to play as. The main changes are the sidekicks uniforms and the super uh, strike animation, which I will explain later. So there's, of course, Mario in this game. Then there's Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Yoshi, Wario, Waluigi, and Donkey Kong. I have secret nicknames for all of them. I will not go into detail. But wait, what? There's there's no Bowser? I know. Uh, there's no Bowser. Yeah, trust me, I know. There's no Spiky Shell Boy. Yeah. By the way, uh, I chose Peach last time I played this because pink is my favorite color. It is. But I usually either go with Yoshi or Daisy because Yoshi is cute as shit and Daisy is... Uh, Daisy. Daisy. Is Daisy. Daisy is badass. So, what yeah. happens when Gacy and Daisy have a baby? It's Daisy. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, Daisy is kind of a... Like, she just portrays a badass soccer player for me. I like in that. In this game. Yeah, she... <laughs> so, uh, to go on with the captains, there are, of course, uh, sidekicks. So, with every captain you choose, you also choose your sidekicks. These are side characters that can do essentially everything the captain can do, except for the super strike. Admittedly, that's kind of funny that they're called sidekicks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> puns! All puns, the puns! Puns all around. So, uh, there are four sidekicks to choose from. Keep in mind that when you choose one, that is your sidekick team. Okay. So you don't, like, choose multiple sidekicks. All right. Yeah. So, um, let's see. So it's three of the same characters as your sidekicks. Okay. Yeah. So the sidekicks are Toad, Hammerbro, Birdo, and Koopa. Who's Hammerbro? Hammerbro's the one with the kind of... With the helm, uh, they're the Koopa with the helmets that throw hammers. Oh, yeah, those. Okay. Do you know what who Birdo is? I so, will have to see it. I'm... The pink Yoshi with the oh. giant hole in the nose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. You said I heard Berto like Alberto. No, Birdo. And I was like, who the fuck is? Okay, Berto. That's what Berto. <laughs> the fucking Berto. <laughs> who the fuck is Berto? There's no Berto. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, of course, your classic Koopa. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, it doesn't matter which one you choose, it's just personal preference. Uh, that being said, go Toad. <laughs> oh, I like... Uh, it's cute watching them run around. I'm not, I'm not yeah, they're just... And uh, when you do score a goal as Toad, uh, he sometimes runs, jumps, and like spins on his head. Oh! And then jumps and like puts his arms out in like that airplane sort of thing and just... Yeah! Oh my gosh. He's oh, super adorable in this game. <laughs> uh, so, the main mode that you will be playing in this is Cups and Super Cups. I think it's like Cup Battle and Super Cup Battle. Okay. That sounds, yeah. I'm not going to lie, it sounds like a period joke, but... It is not. 
<laughs> Super Cup. Um, it is, um, let's see, what's it called? Uh, those tournaments. Uh, no, I get it. Yeah. So. I ain't stupid. <laughs> I'm just ADHD. <laughs> so there are total of eight cups in this game to go through. Four normal and four super cups, which are just harder versions of the normal cups. That's essentially all they are. I. <sighs> tournaments. They're the harder version. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. My brain just said hard cup and I don't know why. Just like imagine someone taking a really hard cup and oh, yeah. hanging it off someone's forehead. Yeah. Because. <laughs> and the, the more you can take to the dome, the. the yeah. <laughs> I get you. Hey, dome, can you try that for us? Oh, God. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> That's you so appease, rude. Can you appease my ADHD brain? That's so rude to the man. But it'd be fun <laughs> for everybody else involved, especially probably Jordan. That's Dad's on Dayquil, if you're not familiar. Yeah, we big love shout them. out to those guys. We Hi, Dads them. and Uncles. Yeah, Dad and my favorite uncle, my adopted dad. Josh is going to disown us. <laughs> he can't. He's my uncle now. <laughs> not allowed to disown me. I don't like my normal uncle. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Let's hope to God that I Yes. <laughs> I don't want to cut that out. Nope. But yeah. <laughs> I just will not post about this on any of my own stuff. I'll post it for you. Yeah. So, uh, going on with the cups, <laughs> the first of these is the mushroom cup. Okay. There are a total turtle of four teams with... Uh, three rounds in the tournament with the most points at the end declaring the winner. Oh, all right. Yeah. So if you make it in the top three of these, you unlock the next cup and everything that comes along with that. So. Okie doke. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I've i had this game for so long that I completely forgot that you don't just have all of the eight originally unlocked. Oh. For characters. I, I don't think you get all eight. I think you just eventually just keep getting them. Yeah, I'm just so used to them. Always being unlocked. unlocked yeah, yeah. So, and I found the last time I really played this game was in 2012. So, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's enough time away from it to be like, about this game. But uh, yeah, so the <laughs> the next one is the flower cup, where there are six teams with five matches, and similar to the last one, the team with the most points uh, wins the cup. Of course. And you get points for winning, tying, but not losing. Okay. Yeah, so I believe it's winning, you get three points, tying, you get one, and then losing, you get zero. I mean, that's not terrible. I think that's actual, like, professional soccer yeah. tournament things. I mean, so. you would know more than I do. I'm I'm a hockey fan. I never pay attention to the, like, tournament point system. I'm just like, they won, they're doing good. <laughs> you should ask your dad. Oh, he would know, yeah. Yes. Biological dad. Yes. <laughs> we're a soccer family, or we were. I'm a hockey family. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the uh, next is the Star Cup, which is eight teams with seven rounds, so you play multiple teams more than once. Okie doke. And uh, same as the last few, most points. Most uh, puns. Most points wins the cup. This is a ticket to the pun show. Yeah. Okay. And uh, finally is the Bowser Cup, which is 18 with seven rounds plus two knockout rounds plus a match against the two. super team. Be fair. What 
bullshittery is that that it's it's the final cup. Well, but what I'm saying is, what bullshittery is that? Uh, bullshittery. I can't English. What bullshittery is it that they have the Bowser cup, but they don't have Bowser in it? Yeah. Yeah. Buh. 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 As one of my wonderful friends says. <laughs> Buh. Buh. Yeah, so uh, the super team, which I will actually take. Uh, the final match is against the super team. Okay. And I'm going to explain them a little bit. It is a team of robots that was designed by uh, Bowser. Okay. And all of them, like, you don't get to choose a sidekick with them. They all can just do the super strike. Oh. Yeah, so they are just, like... That sucks. You're gonna fight them, and it's like, oh, they're they're robots, so fuck! Yeah, that <laughs> So you have to play skillfully against them. So they cheat. Cheaters. Yeah, Cheaty, sure. cheaty, punky eaters. It's hard to cheat in this game. I don't think you can. <laughs> but, uh... Cheaters. Uh, like I said, the Super Cup versions are these... Uh, are the same, except uh, there are more rounds, and the easiest difficulty is removed. So you cannot play on the easiest difficulty. Also rude. Yeah. <laughs> so, the next um, type of game mode that you will find on the menu is the grudge match. Ooh! Which is just a simple exhibition match where you get to select the team, sidekicks, and field. I was kind of hoping that the grudge would magically appear. No. Oh. It's a Mario <laughs> game. <laughs> that would be a pleasant surprise. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the grudge match, it's uh, just a simple... And you get to choose everything, so okay. that's all there is. The final one is the special matches. I mm. forget the name of it, but I think it's something similar to that. It's super special. Yeah. So while you play the game, you unlock trophies for playing cup matches, hitting your opponents, scoring goals, stuff like that. Ooh. And with these trophies, you unlock special quote-unquote cheats, because you don't put in... Cheats. Yeah. And they can only be used in the one mode. So, uh, yeah, so you use these in this type of match. And some of these include items raining from the sky, giant players, just a lot of random chaos. Yay! I personally love the random items one because it is legit pure chaos. I love chaos. Like, yeah, I'm gonna score a goal. Ba bomb falls from the sky. <laughs> it's like fuck. <laughs> so. Oh my god, that would be so much fun for me. Yeah, it's pure, unadulterated chaos. To be fair, I want to be the one throwing the bombs, but that's just my <laughs> personality. In fact, you get to, and I'll explain more later. Ah! Yeah. So. Don't mind the pterodactyl noises. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, of course, in these matches, you're going to have to play on fields. So, <laughs> No, we're going to have to play on lava and hope to God that we don't die. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are seven stadiums in the game in which you will, er, that you'll experience in the cups and in grudge match and special mode, all that. In which you will perish. Yeah. <laughs> so, these are purely aesthetic uh, there's nothing really changed. It's just like, ooh, which one do you like playing on? Okay. So uh, the first of these fields are the Palace. It's the one of the closest few to an actual soccer field. It's in front of a very nice-looking palace. Not Peach's Castle. Really? Which just I a thought... random-ass palace? Yeah. Oh. I, I was really was hoping it was going to be... Is it like Daisy 
So no, it's just like, nobodies. It looks like I don't want to be that stereotypical, like, oh, it looks like this, but it kind of looks like one of those Indonesian temples. Okay. I don't know what they look off look like off the top of my head. Like the circular dome. Uh, is that Indonesian? Are you thinking like Taj Mahal? Yes. That's just India, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Excuse my uncultured self. <laughs> his whiteness. Excuse yes. his whiteness. <laughs> Can't tell. Now you know. <laughs> if you don't know, well, now you know. Yes. So next is Pipeline Central. This uh, looks like the middle of an industrial like park with L trains going past it. Metal floor, you know. It kind of reminds me of Toad's Turnpike on, like, Mario Kart? Yes. So very industrial. Very industrial, okay. yeah. It's actually even more gritty and smoggy than Turds... Uh, turds... So- <laughs> turds Toad's Turnpike. Turds Toad Pike! Yup! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm not gonna not call Toad Turd anymore. <laughs> Hello! It's Turd! Oh, hey, Turd! Uh, Turd Sarker. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, next is the underground, which is exactly as it sounds. It's an underground metal structure holding a soccer field. Oh, nice. Another metal floor. Easy enough. Yeah. Next up is, uh, let's see. It is Conga Coliseum. Do, 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 do. Hey! <laughs> Different Conga. But, uh, it looks like here up in the, uh, trees with, uh, some of the spectator pods are shaped like bananas, which makes me happy. And the floor is, uh, the floor is wooden. So it's my favorite aesthetic wise, because when you're running, it actually sounds like you're running on wood. And when you throw power ups that like explode and shit. That's so sad. Like it sounds like wood falling. That sounds pleasant. And... The reason it's named Conga Coliseum is because this is Donkey Kong's. Oh. Yeah. Conga. Yeah, there you go. Okay. K-O-N-G? A. Yes. Okay. Yes. Rude. You made me think Conga. Yep. <laughs> but not, it's Conga. Yeah, not Conga. It's Conga. It's all the same thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> So up next is uh, Crater Field. Oh. A soccer field in the middle of a crater. <laughs> okay. Pretty fucking cool if you ask me. I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is one of the others with a grass field, like the only other one. Okay, so everything else is either industrial or turned covered and wood. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> up next is the Battle Dome. Surprisingly, not a closed dome. So it's a lie. It's, it's a battle f- stadium. Yeah. Exactly. It's but they a, called it a dome. Yeah, it's a half dome with, like, spikes. What? <laughs> that, like, on the sides of it, you know? It's yeah. really cool. And uh, it's got the vision of a city skyline in the background. Okay. And it uh, kind of looks like you're on top of a skyscraper. So it's a death dome at the yeah. top of a skyscraper yeah. that if you get shot too far, you get impaled. No, it's like the, okay, so the wall goes up, yes. and then, like, on different parts, the it continues going up into a spike. I don't like that. So, no, it's like, okay, so wall. Yes. And then right here on the top of the wall. Is a spike, it, yes. It keeps going up. Okay. Yeah, so it's not like impaling spike, it's just part of the wall. 
I I thought it was more fun when you could impale someone. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, finally is Bowser Stadium. Oh. This is the final stadium that you get, and it takes place in deep space. Whoa. What is it with Bowser and flying? I, he likes it, man. Um, also, you must be present in your own goddamn stadium, Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> so it's also on rubber compound instead of grass. Okay. So like turf, I guess. That is turf. Yeah. Yes. And it's uh, it's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's kind of cool. I, like I guess. Yeah. There's like it's actually a closed dome with like windows, and you can see a deep space beyond the windows, and it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. You want to know what went through my head just what? now? Muppets in space! Yes. (laughs) That's kind of where I was going with the deep space comment. My brain. So, as I mentioned earlier, there are power-ups. Okay. During a match, you will gain access to different power-ups. These can... uh, These come across from, you know, getting hit or scored on. Okay. So, for power-ups, you have bananas. Bananas! That, uh, when you're running, you just press the button and you throw three bananas out... To the closest person near you. Yeah. And, uh, let's see. The next one is green shells. Of course. And you just send them out. You can't not have green shells. Yeah, and, uh, these next three come in either forms of one or three. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, the green shells. The Mm -hmm. red shells, which are like the green shells, except they lock on to different people. Of course. Yeah, and then blue shells, which freeze players. Oh. I do, uh, I will say watch out, they can freeze your own team. Oh. All of these items can hit your own teammates, so be careful with that. I mean, it's not different than Mario Kart. Exactly. You may hit somebody that you do not intend to hit. Yeah. But it is what it is at that point. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So the next one is the spiny shell. Okay. Which is that blue shell from, like, Mario Kart that hit the person. You first. can't avoid it! Yeah. These ones don't lock on. These ones just don't disappear when they hit someone. They'll continue just going across the field, bouncing off walls and hitting people. That's absolute chaos. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. I just thought of something. What's that? There is no mercy, only Zool. Only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, up next, uh, besides the normal shells, there's giant versions of each of the shells, which do exactly what the smaller versions do, but in sets of one. And they continue to go, mostly. Okay. Yeah. Or they'll explode when they hit something specific. I can't remember what makes them explode, but they do. I like explosions. Yeah. And lucky for you, the next one is Bob-Oms. Yeah! And you get them in either one big one or uh, three small ones. So you chuck some bob towards whoever has the ball, and it explodes immediately. So it just... Yay! Yeah. And, as I said, the it's, it's the Mega Bob-omb. Oh! Yeah. Same as the regular one, except the blast radius is, like, four times as big. Oh. So it just, boom! <laughs> yeah. Do you remember um, Monsters University? I do. Do you remember art? Yes. I'm gonna touch it. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm touch gonna it. I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> you don't get a, t- a chance to touch it. It, it fucking blows up. Uh, yep, that's me, though. I want to <laughs> hug it. I'd like to hug it. The You're not supposed to. The are so cute. But I'd very much like to. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, anyway, next up comes with the non, well, kind of not damaging ones. Yeah. Uh, so first up is the mushroom. 
okay. which just doubles your speed. And then there's the star, which can only be attained by the losing team. It doubles your speed, plus hurts anyone near you. Oh. Like a power star. Yay. Because it is one. Exactly. <laughs> and finally, the last hurdy one is the chain chomp. I like that you call it a hurdy one. <laughs> yeah. And this is also only obtained by the losing team. Sends down a giant chain chomp. Oh, come on. That targets enemy players and will not go away until it has hit at least one player on the other team. Bark, bark. Yeah, they... <laughs> and you just fucking... You have to run. I love chain jobs. They're will, so chaotic. It will fuck up your day. You'll just be like, I'm going to score this, and all of a sudden... <clears throat> I'm not going to score this anymore. I'm going to die. I'm not going to do a goddamn thing right now. Yeah. I'm just going to... I'm just going to sit here and pray. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I'm not religious, but I'm going to pray. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there... Before I say what this next thing is, there is... Uh, you get to... You have a choice to choose this option before a match or the whole tournament. Okay. So, at a random point during the match, Bowser will drop from the sky. He's in the game. So, <gasps> so <laughs> that blew out the speakers. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's called Bowser Attack. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's in the game. No, it was just. The sound I made yeah. had no purpose. <laughs> and he just runs around and he'll blow fire and just attack anyone that's near him. And he will also tilt the field, making it hard to see. So he's a crashy, slimy boy. Yeah, and he just adds an extra layer of chaos. Oh, gosh. And I just love him because, like, all of a sudden his logo will pop up and then he will drop and just start fucking running. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, he can't score. He's just there to fuck up everyone's day. That sounds fun. Yeah, no, I love him. Trade me jobs. <laughs> Trade me jobs. <laughs> so. I want that job. <laughs> Jesus. I want to fuck up everyone's day. <laughs> so, uh, there is a mechanic in the game that allows you to either slide tackle with the B button okay. or headbutt with the Y button Okay. Uh, when you don't have the ball. And both are great and everything, but when you use headbutt, you send the other person sliding away from the ball, and you sometimes put them into the wall, which I'll explain how that's important later. So, like, I often forget that the slide tackle thing exists. Okay. Yeah, because you just run up and you... <laughs> Like, you full-on charge them and smoke them. Yeah, you just see the emotion you made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you just... Oof. So, besides those mechanics, they're all... There are also... <laughs> there are also two types of passes in the game. A ground pass and a lob pass. Which, if you do them perfectly, a green trail appears behind it, and it gives the passee a better chance to score. And when you actually shoot off of a great pass, or I think it's called a great pass, uh, it slows down time. Ooh. And I do want to say, when you do a lob pass, uh, a lot of the time, the person getting past you, the passee, will get, uh, will do a bicycle kick. Ooh. So they'll just flip upside down and kick, and seeing a toad do that is the best thing in the world. Is it priceless? Yes, but also seeing Peach do it is very, like, it's just like, hell yeah. Because she can get it. She's got long-ass legs, and she just, whoop! Those legs are wonderful. Legs for, for days. 
Bob's legs are meant for kicking. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask so, me. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. I did mention earlier super strikes. Mm-hmm. So when you are going uh, forward with the ball and you're about to score, you can hold down the shoot button, which is B. Okay. And it uh, charges up. This only happens when you're the captain or playing as the super team. Okay. You will charge up, and then a gauge will happen, and you have to hit the, uh, you have to make sure the bar hits the green part of the uh, gauge. Okay. And then it'll go back to the other part of the gauge, which has another green part. All right. So it's green, green. Yes. It kind of swings back and forth, but you only get one go at it. So when you do that, you charge up your super, and uh, it'll go. It's a guaranteed goal at that Ooh. point, and. If the goalie is standing right in front of it, he will catch the ball but go into the net and be smoking. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's animation is different. Like, Peach, she will go kick, like, it looks like she drop kicks with both feet. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. will puff out and everything. Daisy, daisies will pop out. That's pretty cool, yeah. actually. <laughs> Mario's pretty simple when he just goes up and he uh, does that, like, overdramatic leg way back and then kicks it. Yeah. And then it's a uh, fireball that just... Naturally. Yeah. Yoshi, I think it's just a whole bunch of eggs that pop out. That'd be kind of funny. And Donkey Kong punches the ball. So... (laughs) Okay, in all of these sports games, it pisses me off. Donkey never uses his feet. No. Or anything. In the golf game, he uses his fist. Wait, he doesn't even use a club? No. He just, he punches it. Yeah, and He punches the fuck out of it. I will report on that game at a later date, but, like, in this game, he's running around, and he will fucking wind up, and then just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Oh, Donkey Kong. Oh, Donkey Kong. You're so useless. So... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... (laughs) Anyway, uh... So, the goalie is a... Fucking tank. A, a tank? He this fucking gator is a phenomenal player. Okay. So uh he will most likely stop a lot of the hits and everything. I will say there are a few times if you just like fucking if you do a specific shot like a super strike, but you don't exactly hit the green bars, there's green, yellow, and then just complete miss. Mm-hmm. So if you hit them both in the yellows. It, he'll either catch it, or there's a chance it'll smack him in the face, and he'll go, and be stunned for a little bit, allowing for you to get a, a shot. Yeah. yeah. But if he's holding the ball and you go towards him, he will just backhand you out of the way. Uh, and if you, Get out of my goal. Exactly. If you try and do the super strike while you're in the goalie box, he will jump up and just punch you in the face. He just, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck out of my box. But if you do the epic fail of the uh, super strike, mm-hmm. like you miss the gauge entirely on both sides, there's almost like a hundred or an almost one hundred percent chance that when it flies towards him, he will smack the ball up, and when it comes back down, he will smack it back directly at you, and it'll <laughs> smoke you in the face. So just <laughs> ping. That would. And it's terrifying because you see the ball go up and all you can say is, oh no, before it's already in your mouth. (laughs) So, he is a fucking tank. I kind of like that. Yeah, I love him. He's one of the reasons why why I love being goalie. I mean, yeah. Okay. History with Nikki. Tyler used to be a goalie. 
Yeah. <laughs> for like 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. Weird parallel. Another history with Mickey. Um, my sister-in-law also used to be a goalie. Me and her are just twins. They are like, what, five days apart? Yes, I'm older than her. Exactly five days apart. <laughs> I'm older than her. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> she tries telling me what to do sometimes and I just go, I'm older than you. For five days. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, I was born like months before both of I you, so care. shut up. Um, <laughs> but, so they both used to do be play Go- soccer. They both used to be, be goalies. goalies. They both have, like, they, they're parallels. And yeah. it's very funny because my brother and I are marrying the same person. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> just male and female version. Essentially. Yeah. But he's way more sensitive than she is. In a good way. In a good way. Ow. I, I, <laughs> you, hurt, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> I touched your I'm not s- <laughs> Oh, Dad, stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I barely laid my finger on I, your chest. I know. You said, ow. No, because I was saying you hurt my feelings because you called me sensitive. That was the joke. Anyway. <laughs> So that was history with Nikki. <laughs> yeah, I used to play soccer for like 14 years, and after the whole pandemic, because we're not ignoring that it's real because it is real. After the whole pandemic, we're in a blanket fort. Yeah, <laughs> after the whole pandemic, I am going to try and play indoor soccer again. I will probably post videos of that to the Twitter. I'm not gonna and lie. Yeah, the Instagram. Heck yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So yeah, that'll Tyler's be a super striker, or he's getting super struck. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to wait for balls to pick off his face. It happens a lot. (laughs) Should I tell that story? Go for it. Okay, so one time in indoor soccer, I was playing as goalie, of course, because none of my team... I'm always a support player. No matter what I'm doing, whether it's a video game or real life or D&D, I am support. I'm a tank. Yeah, so I, (laughs) I play goalie, and... They decided to put us up against these guys that were about four years older than us. Mm-hmm. And we were all about 14 at the time. So, yeah. <laughs> so you were playing 18 Yeah. <laughs> so they were, you know, just out of high school, just starting college. Jesus jacked as shit. All of them were jacked. They were just like, yeah, why the fuck not, right? Yeah. Well, one time, they were fucking, okay, they were smoking the defense. Mm-hmm. And we definitely lost this game, by the way. Of and, course. Yeah. So, this guy gets a breakaway. He's off to the side a little bit. He kicks the ball as hard as he can. I try to stop it. It goes through my hands. Hits me in the face. (laughs) Flies up, almost touching the ceiling. And I just... uh, And I sit down. (laughs) I think I got a concussion. I don't know. But the guy, when he saw me get hit with the ball, he went, Oh. (laughs) Like, my hair stood up in the front. Like, I got a faux hog. From getting hit so hard, and I was like, uh, what? I, I shouldn't be less laughing at my fiance getting pinged in the face, but it just, hurt. I, oh my god, it hurt so much. I'm sorry, but I just <laughs> no, it was a poof, like it was a thud. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back to the story. Yeah, back to the game. So, a few more things before I wrap up. Uh, surrounding. The entire field of every field, of course, mm-hmm. is a giant invisible electric fence. So you can't <laughs> see it, 
But when you, like, headbutt people and they roll and, like, the sideline, there's no out-of-bounds in this game. <laughs> so you hit them and they'll roll, and if they touch it, they, like, get attached to it, and it shocks the shit out of them, so they just... Does everybody have, like, a fucking shock collar on them? No, it's just, like, a wall that's invisible, and then they touch it. Yeah. I imagine them all, like, they have, like, invisible shock collars that we can't see. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, we just put dog collars on the characters. Yeah, no, it's not... It's not that, it's that the wall is just That's electric. That's worse. Both are And, bad. like, you can see the electricity entering the bodies, and you're like, oh, God. I killed him. Yeah, but then they pop up, and then they get up, and you're like, what the fuck? They're <laughs> immortal. So, yeah, the electric wall. Terrifying. <laughs> but I love hitting people into it. Because they'll just be dribbling along the side, and I'll just... He <laughs> <laughs> packed like a bird. I did. So... Quick, before I wrap up, is uh, there's, you can have up to four players, and this can be played in any mode, yeah. and if you're doing the tournament cup modes, mm-hmm. you all have to be on the same team, but that's four players on the same team, so every person, player one, of course, is the captain, and then everybody else is just the random sidekick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing Exhibition... It can be any number against any number, so you can have two v two, four on... Like the computer, mm-hmm. or you can have three v one, two v two, or one v three. Like any variation that you want. Seven, and nine, ten. So Numbers. it's great to just like sit down, and if you got if you got like three buddies and sit down and play this game, you will you'll have a great time, guaranteed. You can just blast through the tournament. You can just go up against each other. It's a good time. I've done I've done four player mode twice. Ooh. So much fun. That sounds fun. So yeah. Overall, this is a fun game and it has held up tremendously. Like even the graphics look solid. Which I mean, all GameCube games for me, uh-huh. they still look great. Uh-huh. But if you go to PlayStation, they look like shit. It's weird. Nintendo knew what they were doing. Of course they did. Yeah, so uh the graphics they still do. What are you talking yeah, about? True Animal that. Crossing looks the exact fucking same on both sims systems, except for one was slightly cleaner. Yeah. It looks identical. Yeah. So, uh, my only issue is sometimes the sound gets buggy, and sometimes the scoring animation of who scored messes up. So it's like, you scored as Toad, but Peach all of a sudden is just like running back to the center field, going like, hi! And it's like, you didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Toad a toad. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah. So. It wasn't you. So, like, that's my only issue, really. But besides that, all the controls are really smooth, and it's a great game to just sit down and play with a bunch of friends. Like I said, it's, of course, only couch co-op. If you have friends. Yeah. And it's it's fun with a bunch of friends on the good old lunchbox. That's what the GameCube was nicknamed because it's got a handle on the back. I would know. I never had. You have one now. I know. Yeah. I said had. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, nine out of ten on this one. Yeah! Ooh. I, okay, I will admit I loved seeing you play that one match. Yeah, yeah. for the first time, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> we should play it sometime. I don't know, we play Mario Kart together already. Yeah. And we're trying to blow through all of that. <laughs> yes. We have to get a new Islander now. Yes, we do. Animal Crossing. 
Not gonna lie. It would be fun to play, though, eventually. Yes. I just... I need to focus. Yes. <laughs> I need to focus on the So, game. with that, I suppose we'll wrap up. I forgot to do something. What's that? Oh, because uh, you're not finished. Remember when I did... You're fine. You don't need to give a part. Okay. Yeah. Just give the whole book a... I'll give it an yeah. overall. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anybody to shout out? Besides the dads on Dayful, because they're awesome. Taboos. Love, uh, love them. Historical AF, because she came on two weeks ago for our Halloween episode. Yeah. And people need to listen to that episode, because it was wonderful! Yes. And I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I made a mistake talking a lot, because I get nervous and I speak, and <laughs> that's why we have a podcast. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think any show. Uh, we got a shout-out. I already shouted out Paige earlier from Reverie. Yes, yes. Uh, Thrice cursed because Rebecca always gets some love. Yes, Rebecca. Um, fucking queen. We're going to do some more shout-outs later, though. Yeah. I, fe- I feel, I feel like, like we just I like shouting people out because I, I love, love our Pottern family. Our weird Pottern family. Yeah. Tyler got adopted by Jordan. Not legally, but like... Yeah, because I'm 25, but, you know, details. <laughs> and he has his own actual parent. Yeah, that I love very much, but Jordan also. He's the dad of our group, and yeah. we love him. Yeah, he's he's awesome. We we have... I play video games with him. Celeste and Allie from Taboos, and they're like our weird friends, and I yeah. love them so much. I might be on their podcast in the future, so... Oh. <laughs> I said might. Might. It's also been posted on Twitter. <laughs> Celeste. <laughs> Celeste, can you keep a secret? <laughs> I wasn't told to keep it a secret. All right, so, all right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. So we can talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But besides that, you can support us, of course. Well, duh, that's why you're here. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> follow our Instagram. At Page and Buttons Podcast, which Tyler runs. Uh, yeah, I, I don't post a lot of stuff on there, but I'm always on there, so if like, you need a, to send a message, I'm there. Just no dick pics. Yeah. I'll, it t- if you expect to see something from a woman, you will get another dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> the most unsuspecting person to receive a dick pic is a person who just sent a dick pic. Anyway. <laughs> you can follow her Twitter. I turned pod. You can join our Facebook group. Page Turners and Button Mashers podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Page Buttons Podcast. We have been slacking, and I am so sorry about that. Yes. It's like, I, between... I posted trying, something recently. On I know there. he did. He did a singular episode by his lonesome Tyler self. And I feel very awkward about it, so go enjoy that. Go enjoy his awkwardness. But I laugh a lot at stuff <laughs> I say, so... <laughs> he finds himself funny. Um, yeah, so let's between <laughs> me getting certified for my firefighter things and... One other job, it's 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 hard to keep up with, yeah. and um, so I'm usually not around. It's not Tyler, it's me. <laughs> yeah. So we we do have things up there. We have my rant about Percy Jackson that we both watched. Yeah, and, and uh, we've got me opening up a random gift that you'll you'll 
You'll find all the good stuff on there. Good stuff on there. But we will be back with more book to movie and game to movie reviews. Yes. Um, it's probably going to be a rant about me being angry about some shit, but (laughs) hey, let's be serious. It's fun. But uh, uh, besides that, you can also buy our merch uh, at on T Public. Again, I will post the links through our link tree on there. Um, Which you can find in the show notes or on our Instagram or Twitter. Yep, absolutely. Don't forget, you can also buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com forward slash page N buttons. The letter N. The letter N. Yeah, buy your coffee. Buy us a coffee. I'm going to do that every week. I want (laughs) you to know that. (laughs) We'll smack you with a hanger. But. Not literally. uh, What are you forgetting? No. um, Email us. Email. The one big thing that you can definitely send us your freaking listener stories to. Yeah, and suggestions and all that good stuff. I want your listener stories. I want to do a listener story episode so bad about anything, really. Game experiences, funny experiences, like if you were reading a book and like bumped into somebody who was reading the same exact book, I want to know about And now you're getting married. That'd be a really weird situation. And now you're getting married. I want to hear that. Tell us your love story. Tell us your thankful stories. It's thankful November. Yeah, Guys, tell us things that you are super thankful about. I really, I really want them. I want your stories. Give me your stories. Give me your stories. And they even if you're nourishing. listening to this past thankful season, send us the thankful stories. stories. Yeah. I think that's it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, with that, keep on turning those pages. And mashing those buttons. Uh, bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs>